on my soul, sisters. Let me hear your flow, sisters. Hey, sister, go, sister, soul, sister, flow, sister. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Hey, ladies. Suds and duds here very quickly, and we have a couple of thank yous, like I mentioned at the top. But I want to say, you know, a huge appreciation from us to them. Um, first of all, Scott Irvine, thank you so much. You have been the best producer that we could have ever asked for. Well, thank you very much. It's always fun working with you, ladies. Well, thank, thank you. you. You always listen in as to what we're going to do next, and then. Hit just the perfect song. And then we also have a special guest in studio that we will have on air in a little bit. Alex from the United Kingdom. I don't know how to pronounce his last name other than maybe Igus. No, not no, even close. Not All right. Close. Well, when he joins us, Alex he will from tell the us UK is what we're uh, exactly how to pronounce his last name. But he will join us. So sweet that he wanted to come in studio with us. We never have people who just want to listen in from the studio. And so, you know, from across the pond. That's never actually happened. So kind of a big deal. Yeah, kind of a big deal is exactly right. All right. So let's get to one of the hot trending topics. Olivia Munn is a pretty famous woman. By the way, she's 35, for those of you who don't know. Oh, I did not know that. See, right? Like, I looked it up today because I'm I didn't a mean that it's like a bad thing. I just no, had no but, idea. Right, I didn't know either. And so she's gorgeous, and she is dating Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people, including one particular reporter, have blamed her as potentially why the Packers had lost before this past weekend. What was it? Three games in a row. So if you were the girlfriend of someone who played in the NFL and someone blamed you for losses, how would you react? And do you think it's fair? And definitely not fair. (laughs) I would the, the finger waving would start with me. Like, let me tell you something. Um, but I think with any relationship, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Uh, if there's something happening with them, we'll never know the de- the full details of that. And it's none of our business to know any of that. But I think if there is some trouble, it's hard to say that it's not affecting his, his work. Because I think all of us can attest to a situation in our life where something has happened personally. It has affected your concentration, never. your focus at work. Never. Yeah, I see that wink. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that's not fair at all. First of all, <laughs> if you're an elite quarterback, you already know how to compartmentalize things. So you could be dealing with something as simple as like you have the hiccups or, or something didn't go well yesterday and you just forget about it so that you can play your game and you do your job well. I know that relationships, like you said, Blythe, can sometimes be difficult, be challenging, take up a lot of time. But I take Aaron Rodgers for a guy that's pretty smart, and I don't think that he would stay in a relationship that was bad. Obviously, we don't know if it's bad. We have no idea. But to say that she is a distraction is not fair at all, especially since so many NFL players are married with kids. Right. If we want to talk about distraction, Philip Rivers has 17 <laughs> children, for crying out loud, okay? He actually has eight, but it's basically 17. So maybe we can say that he's distracted, because I sure would be distracted with that many children. Well, I, you're right. I think anyone would be. Here's what I loved about it, too, is, like, Brad Paisley came out and tweeted 
when they did win. Like, hey, great job working the playbook, Olivia Munn. <laughs> really? Yes. And apparently they are friends, Olivia and Brad. Because, okay. of course, when you're a celebrity. Oh, Olivia and Brad. They're right. <laughs> like, you're friends with all those people. But I think it's completely and totally ludicrous. It is. To think that someone who spends... Way more time than most people at their jobs focused on their dream job would ever in a million years let a relationship affect them. And I do wonder if someone like J.J. Watt, phenomenal defensive end for the Texans, affects something like this in the media, not the football players' minds, but the media, when he comes out and says, hey, I'm only focused on football and I'm not looking to date anyone until football is over because I want to give it my full concentration. don't you think this kind of happens only if the significant other is famous? Like it's happening with Russell Wilson and Sierra. It's yeah, happened absolutely. with Tom Brady and Giselle. Yes. I, I, nobody's bringing up Philip Rivers' wife whenever right. he only scores three points on Sunday. Precisely. Right. Nobody um, brought up Daniel Murphy and the fact that he's married when he was hitting the home runs right before the World Series. I think it depends on the person because... Some people put everything they have into a relationship. Like, they will, like, miss work for things or, like, miss that with family just to make sure that their significant other is happy. Whereas someone else knows, okay, well, I have this really important job I have to take care of. Yes, I can still be with you, but we're going to have to find some give and take, and it takes some sort of balance. But, like I said, some people like to give it their all, so I guess it depends. But, I don't know, maybe J.J. Watt's the kind of person that the second he gets a girlfriend, it's all about her. And football isn't his top priority anymore, which I don't see happening. JJ, don't send me flowers every day. (laughs) (laughs) Only every other day. Only on Sundays when you're playing. JJ would be the person who would go and get like a famous girlfriend. Because everybody knows he doesn't like the limelight at all. Right. Whatsoever. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But all right. Let's get to our studs and duds. One of my favorite parts of the program because we get to praise people who deserve it and we get to blast people who have been very poor in discretion. Typically, Blythe, we are going to start with you because Donna Murphy, she is taking this week to enjoy Thanksgiving with her family. We miss her dearly. And uh, and I have a feeling that I picked someone that she would agree with on both of mine. But all right, Blythe, we're going to start Tom with Brady. you. Nope. Oh, no, ma'am. Oh. Went a little, went a little off the radar. I would have picked Cam Newton again just because I would have had too. such a great game. Uh, and that picture with the little boy with cancer. Yeah, yeah. Come on. He gave, I think it was five touchdowns. He gave all five balls to children in the stands. That's so I almost picked him. Like, oh, I can't pick him again. I almost picked Tom Brady for his Rex Ryan audible yes, call last night. Fantastic. I thought that was hilarious. But I'm going to go with Christoph Perzingis. He is NBA rookie for the Knicks, and I was in Madison Square Garden uh, a couple weeks ago and actually got to see my first NBA game. Shout out to Sarah, who who hooked it up big Woo-hoo. time. Um, but she, uh, or not she, uh, Christopher <laughs> Zink. <laughs> she like, hooked you up with Christoph. <laughs> Sort of. No, I don't think so. Um, but he's had like six double-doubles. Uh, he had a game-winning block on Saturday against James Harden with the Rockets. Um, and, and this is a guy that was booed tremendously whenever he was first drafted this year. I think it was fourth overall by the Knicks. Um, so to see him make that sort of turnaround and then come out and just dominate as somebody from uh, Europe, I think he's from Latvia, 30% of the players in the NBA now make up uh, are European players. Very nice. Wow. Good call. Amanda's still Googling her, so I assume that she's going to pick Jameis. So let's see if she goes off I'm and away not, from Jameis. I actually just got a text. Your stud better be Jameis. Oh, see, I was um, along those lines at yeah. least. Well, it's close, but not really. My stud is Rashad Green. 
because obviously he went to Florida State. <laughs> no, that actually has nothing to do with it. It might have a little something to do with it, but he basically won the game for the Jaguars on Thursday night. And I wanted to give him a shout out because when we do studs, we typically kind of forget about things that happened more than a few days ago, like last Thursday. Um, but who could forget about Rashad Green's 63-yard punt return to get him into the red zone to then score and win the game? Probably wouldn't have won that game if we didn't, oh, if we didn't get that return. Absolutely I concur. Not. No, that was a good one. Um, I've been trying to stay away from anything that relates to us particularly. I know, but I can't help it. Based off of Tony Smith calling us out okay. at homering recently. <laughs> so therefore, but this one, like I said, I think Donna would agree with both my stud and my dud. My stud, and I might cry when I say this, so just ignore me if I do. Uh, Nate Solder's son, Hudson, he is battling kidney cancer at the age of four months. Uh, his, Nate, the football player's season ended with a torn bicep, but uh, he made a point when they asked him about discussing his son's illness last night on the broadcast to make sure that families around America whose kids are also dealing with this, that they got recognized because not everyone has as much funding as Nate does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, was the most poignant point of the broadcast last night when not just mentioning, and this boy, if you have not seen him, please look up Hudson Solder. He is so freaking precious. But he's battling this disease, and also Nate wanted to make sure that just everyone who deals with something like this, not just their kids with kidney cancer, but cancer around America, which is obviously such a huge ordeal, um, for the families and for the kids that, that they were all mentioned and gave thought to last night. And so I, you know, stopped the broadcast, literally put it on pause, cried a little bit, wrote down Hudson Solder so that tonight I would not Aww. forget Hudson's name. Yeah, it was, oh, he, four months old, four yeah. months old. He was diagnosed. He's a couple months older than that. Now he's been through five treatments and he has 14 Ugh. more treatments to go. And it, for everyone who either has kids or has someone close to them with babies, your heart literally breaks when they have a cold. And so to have something where they have to get needles put in ugh. them, it, it ugh, yeah, is right. And so um, just though for all those kids who are fighting and um, who was it, Leah Stills, who, you know, was a public yeah. figure last year and her dad unfortunately got cut from the Bengals, Devin Stills. But still, it just makes you think about how fortunate some people are to be able to make this public so that so many other families. And uh, Nate Solder wanted to recognize the Joe Andruzzi Foundation, and that's why his wife actually encouraged him to release the news about Hudson so that people would give money and donations mm-hmm. to that foundation. Um, so, yeah, whatever the, you know, the circumstances, we just want to send our prayers and thoughts to all those who are dealing with that, especially at this time of thanks. So that was a little serious. Um, let's get to our duds as soon as we get back. We are promise are going to get to some fun stuff on the show tonight, including some Thanksgiving stuff and something that's a little silly on how to deal with a drunk guy at a bar. There is a story Ooh. in there, I promise. You are listening to Helmets and Heels on 92.5 FM. And heels built by Dreamfinders Homes, presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Welcome back to Helmets and Heels with Blythe, Amanda, Lauren, and Zach Brown. I got and Scott, Zach. 
I love Zach. You know what I just saw for the first time last night? I know I'm late to the party. The uh, Zach Brown, J.J. Watt commercial. Oh, yeah. I just saw it for the first time. Well, you know what? Better late than never. True. (laughs) We are built by DreamFinders Homes. We had such a blast at the DreamFinders tailgate party last Thursday oh, night so before so the bold fun. rush. Goodness gracious, it was a good time. That was all, all that had to be said around us was more beer, which wasn't for us naturally. No. But for the people that won the tailgate from 1010, and you know what happened? More beer was brought in. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. And that's when several pictures of Blythe's gold leggings were taken and they emerged posted. after the beer they showed emerged. up. Oh, no. The beer is way before that. So. <laughs> oh, my mistake. That's what one of the things when you get to go to the games as a fan. One to- of the great things that Blythe learned is that beer repels off those gold Oh, leggings. nice. They're did waterproof? No. Did, did I, <laughs> I, remember I, just, I just decided that I that's what that they look like. like so. No, they're no. just uh, fake leather pants from Amazon. So like that's 13 what I mean. Bucks. They seem but repellent. You guys make fun of my Fake flannel, and she had fake leather on. No, 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 no. Back and they were up. fabulous. I don't make right. fun of your faux flannel. You told everyone on air earlier that you were wearing faux flannel. Well, so I decided to call it that because you okay. called it that. Yeah, you got to own it. Oh, I'm totally owning it. All Isn't right, let's get to some duds <laughs> for crying out loud. Blythe, who came up short in your book this past week and weekend? Football officiating. Mm. At the ah, college and the yeah. pro level. It's a good one. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that the Jaguars were on the good side of it a couple weeks back with uh, the ending of the Baltimore game. But this past weekend, we saw a guy catch a ball, take four steps into the end zone. They called it a touchdown on the field. They reviewed the play in college because you know, all scoring plays were automatically reviewed. They reviewed it and overturned the touchdown. And then the Big Ten stood by the decision when it's clearly wow. a touchdown. Um, we saw a couple instances last night with a you know mm-hmm. a fake whistle call, um, and, and just in the way the game ended, right? And, and just in it's general, weird. I think a lot of people are now calling for these officials to be full time instead of part time, which I kind of agree with. I think if you're a, a part time employee, you don't necessarily have the time or the energy to focus fully on what your your job is. And with the rules expanding as much as they are, I heard somebody say that it's it's like a 76 page rule book now that these guys have to know wow. on a part time basis. I think that's a little unfair that they're getting judged on a national scale for something that's a part-time job. Well, I think that anyone who was awake last night, and it normally is not me, but I took a nice little nap in between the game. So I woke up for the end of it, and I heard Mike Tirico say to everyone, like, well, this has been a funny officiated game or whatever his word was. And, like, that, to me, right then and there, should spark, hopefully, the change of the NFL. Because you have your marquee network with the ESPN Playing the game, you have one of your marquee broadcasters in Mike Tirico along with John Gruden on the game, and they're calling out the officials right at the end of it. It wasn't even like a big break or they went to commercial and came back and said it. It was before they even went away from the broadcast. And that it, one of the refs admitted today that he actually mistakenly applied he a did. college rule to yes. an NFL game. Yes. Like, well, I mean, these guys are human. It's gonna, it's gonna happen occasionally, but. I mean, start, start taking the integrity of the game a little bit more seriously. Well, I, like you said, they should be more than part-time, I think, to take the ownership. Right. Yeah. Two things for me. One, I don't know that they can ever be full-time because if you take a step back and look at when they're officiating games, they're not... Like, if you took a full-time 9-to-5 job that doesn't equate to refereeing 
three games a week or something. Well, no, but they get paid like six figures. And, and they could also take I know, classes. But, I mean, they have yeah. all these classes now at the college level where it's like virtual reality, and they could essentially apply that to officiating, right. and they could practice. I mean, the more they practice, the more that they put themselves in that kind of situation, the less room for error when it actually matters. That's true. Um, I forget my second point because I forget what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> our duds of the week. That's our that's our no, blonde. That's our resident said, blonde on the show, ladies and gentlemen, when Donna's not here. You <laughs> said oh, virtual reality? No. Part time basis? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's gone. It's gone. All right. Did, but I was do number two your dud? Yeah, maybe that was your dud. Um, no, I did have something else to say, but I will go straight to my dud, and that is beautiful. Thank you. Gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> my dud is day. Johnny Manziel. No. How many weeks in a Dang row? It. He's my Johnny Manziel. We're gonna have my to dad. start putting like Not an X on Johnny Manziel Listen. and. I have Cowboys. a different one though. I have a different one that I can come up with, but mine was clearly Sorry. done in advance because well, it was printed and printed. You didn't tell me. No, we never share anymore because right. you stole the first week. I did not. Yes, um, did. See, even Alex is saying it. He is absurd. Okay. You are playing in the National Football League. Why are you not taking this seriously? I don't get it. It's funny. So I met my cousin for dinner, and she came back with, hey, why can't you just leave him alone? And I said, have you ever had your dream job and had your boss come to you and say, hey, can you just tweak this one little thing? And then maybe you'll end up being extremely successful. She's like, but he's not messing up his opportunity just by, you know, hanging out and having a good time. And I said, that's a valid point. However, he just got out of rehab. Like, but clearly that, this is an issue. When you're the quarterback of a team, you are the leader. The leader that everyone looks to, looks up to. You are it. And if you're out partying and no one can take you seriously... That trickles down to when you're at work, when you're on the practice field, when you're in the locker room. No one's going to look up to you and take you seriously if that's what you're out doing. Tell me about any other quarterbacks that are doing what Johnny Manziel is doing and having success. No one. Right. My that bigger, we know of. That my we know bigger of. frustration with him is that he's had these threats in the past, which the coach has said, Mike Patton, yeah. if you don't get it together, this will happen. If someone tells you that and you're an adult, and you don't get it together, hey, I'm sorry, nobody has any sort of sympathy or pity for you. Well, I know that they weren't exactly sure if the video came from this weekend, last I heard. I know that he was benched. He's now the third-string quarterback. Right. But I think they were still looking into if the video came from this past weekend or if it was from March, from what I read. And if it's from March, then Then give me a break. That's completely different. But if it's from this past weekend, I I would bench him, and I would never let him see play another down for my team. Is he defending himself? Like, is he saying, because I haven't seen anything. I don't think he's come out and said anything. He said videos can be old. That's really all Uh, he he hinted to. And I guess the song that he's singing in there came out in March. So that's why he... That, that's I think that's I where the two people I would never sing are. a song that came out in November back in March, guys. <laughs> or sing a song that came out in March. And I would never sing that in November. Um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> but I think it, the, the root of all this is if this did come from last weekend, then it's definitely a, a serious problem for him, and he has to step away from football for a a little while. He just can't handle it. That's the problem. He's too immature, I think. Unfortunately. 
Harbaugh and and he's had multiple chances. Mm-hmm. And the Browns are that's sick my frustration. Of it. So right. over the Browns it. are sick of you, right? They don't want any distractions. They're already sucking it up. Why would they want you? To keep bringing them down. <laughs> all right. So since you inadvertently um, took mine, I'm sorry. And that's quite all right. That's why I used the adjective inadvertently. So I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Okay. And the Jets. And you know why? Oh, why? Yes. Because I couldn't beat the I Colts, especially the Falcons. They're up 21-7 at oh. one point. I was getting a pedicure for crying out loud. I look up. I'm cheering them on. I finished my pedicure and I wanted to beat someone. And then secondly, the Jets. How do you lose it to the Texans for crying out loud? I was going to decorate They're for right Christmas there. on Sunday if both of those teams won. Yeah? Yeah. And they That's didn't. That's cute. So, no. so no more decorations. <laughs> so no Christmas Black decorations. Black Christmas is over. <laughs> I also thought about using, uh, who was the other one? Crap. I'm pulling oh, in Amanda. Oh, there's a, a Redskins player that I was going to call out. Um, he they, they lost very badly, and I'm blanking on his name, but he blamed the officiating in his game because of the name Redskins. He thinks that they're getting unfairly uh, penalized. Oh, that's right. That's true. I, I thought was that. a little ridiculous oh, I was of when they won gonna, the week before. Yeah, I was going to throw in Greg Hardy just based on the fact, not because we haven't talked about him enough. I didn't even want to give him any air to Right. He dad. was late again, like twice. But didn't they, I think the Cowboys cut two guys because they didn't wear the proper uniform? But they're not going to cut Greg Hardy. Yeah. Are you kidding? Me? I think it was something really irrelevant. Like they didn't wear the proper clothing to the road trip, and so they were cut. Stop. <laughs> that would be really funny if you went to work one day and they were like, "Hey, that faux flannel, <laughs> not <laughs> not gonna cut. <laughs> you gotta go. You're out. Pack your bags." <laughs> Don't ever show your face here again. (laughs) We'd like you to sign here on your termination agreement and uh, don't come back. And also, you're going to miss a fantastic Christmas party. (laughs) On my birthday. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the Christmas party is on my birthday. What are you going to wear? I don't know. Like a sequin thing, maybe? I would like to wear a tacky Christmas sweater because I always do that. Oh, so there we go. I did buy a t shirt today from Target that says. Mistletoe and mimosas. I was told yesterday about that from Caitlin. <laughs> and oh, man. She told me she got it. And I was like, you didn't get two? Yeah. For crying out loud. Well, now I need to get a birthday slash Christmas party outfit. It should be like all glitter sequins. No. Oh, I want to be comfortable. I'd rather dress like a tacky Christmas party. Oh. That's my favorite. Um, sort of side note. Did you guys see the new beard trend where guys are putting glitter Ew, in their beards? I saw you tweet it's that. so gross. And I was hoping that that was just something like Star Wars-ish that no. only you would tweet. <laughs> Only you. It's only going to get worse. There used to be a trend with that people put flowers in their beards. They're putting ornaments, too. Okay. Which I thought was kind of Here's cool, the but. thing with beard trends. <laughs> Nobody actually does it, okay? You see, like, pictures of beard models on the Internet, and you're like, oh, this is a trend. This is cool. No, nobody's actually putting glitter in their beard. They're not doing I it. I saw a lot of pictures today of guys doing it. I want you to do this. If you go to the grocery store and you, the see, you see a glitter-bearded man, I want you to take a photo for me. I feel like that's more of a special event kind of thing. I don't wear glitter out everywhere, but I feel like if maybe New Year's Eve, they'll dress it up. Oh. I, I feel like you guys just need to be focused on getting the food out of their beards. Speaking of beards... <laughs> 
Did you see Google for the ladies out there who grew up watching Hey Arnold the cartoon? Google the yes. guy who voices the Hey Arnold character. You can thank me later. Sexy beard man. Yes. All right. Well, good to know. Okay. I want to mention that we are so excited to give away a Peterbrook chocolate heel tonight because you know what you guys can do and you ladies, you can give that to somebody else and then they will say thank you so much to you. All you have to do is tweet a picture of your turkey, whether it is wrapped and you haven't cooked it yet, whether you're having an early Thanksgiving, like I got a picture of earlier. Or whether it's somewhere in between. I'm not sure, you know, whether you're already stuffing it or whether it's in the freezer, which, by the way, don't do that because that will turn out really badly. I've had that experience. But just send a picture of your turkey to at helmets and heels, helmets, A-N-D, heels, not the ampersand in between. We've thought about that in the I past. I love that word, ampersand. Ampersand. So at Helmets and Heels, that's all you got to do. Tweet us a picture. We are going to pick a winner. You are going to get a phenomenal chocolate heel, and it really is a gorgeous heel from Peterbrook Chocolates here. And you get to eat it. And you get to eat it. That's right. We have a special guest in from the United Kingdom that we are going to talk to next. Alex, I just, I got it right. Yes. <laughs> from the United Kingdom, you are listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes on 1010XL on 2.5 FM. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. We are Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. And it's come across my desk the last few days that people actually listen to our show, not just here in America, but also across the pond. And so, therefore, at this time, we want to say thank you, because it's Thanksgiving week, to everyone who listens to our show, and also a special thank you to those who listen religiously, I will say, from over in England. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for wanting to come and join us, and thank you for our presence. we got keychains with each of our initials on there. Mine is, of course, the L. And uh, it's got Big Ben on there. It's got, like, English flag colors. Double-decker bus. flag colors. Yeah, double-decker bus. I love it. So you've been in the States for the first time ever over the past week. You've gotten to go to, most importantly, a North Florida basketball game, a UNF basketball game. Mm. That, I know, is number one on your list. (laughs) Um, In addition, you got to go to the Jaguars game Thursday night. Tell us what it's been like so far and all the places you've been. Um, Well, for for me to go to a game at the uh, Air Bank Fields, just a dream come true. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to do for the last th- three years. Uh, and to see them win, um, absolutely fan- fan- fantastic. Did you think we were going to win in the fourth quarter? <laughs> I was getting a bit nervous. I, I, I was on the edge of that seat, you know. Um, Did you wear a Bold Rush jersey? I have to know. No, no. No. I, okay. I, I have my uh, Bold City Brigade t-shirt on. Very nice. I was, I was really surprised how many people had the gold jerseys on. Because I looked up the price. It was a good old Pretty 150 pricey. for that jersey. Not for some gold pants. Not no. for some gold pants. <laughs> I was I was impressed with how many people not just had them, but I think it was the quick turnaround with which they released it, and then they already had it. It's but so funny that you mentioned that actually, because when I was tailgate reporting during the pregame show, she almost said tailgating people. <laughs> no, I didn't. Tailgate <laughs> reporting. There's a big difference. <laughs> not really. Um, I was at the Bold Rush tailgate yes. party, 
um, when they had like the stage, they had the Neil Diamond cover band and whatever. And Super Diamond. Super Diamond. Every time I called in, because I couldn't use a mic because we were too far away, JP and Dempsey would be like, so like, tell us about all the gold you're seeing. And I'm like, welp, there's lots of teal and black, but I'm still waiting on the gold. And I'd see like three people wearing gold and like everyone else in black and teal. And I kept being like, should I lie? Like, do I say there's so much gold out here? I didn't see any gold. Really? Yeah, not at all. It's kind of sad, I guess. No. I mean, sad in the sense. But not really, though. That's not one of our main colors. That's the thing. I mean, gold is a cool color if you own it, but to go out and buy it for one game, I mean, you could wear it again, of course, but I think people just love their black and teal. I don't know. I loved those gold jerseys. I thought it, oh, I, I thought too. the really? uniforms looked sharp. I really liked it. I like huh. the gold against the light sherbet blue. I don't know that I'd like them Sherbert blue? Yeah, the Titans. Where did that come from, the Sherbert blue? Sherbert colors are like, you know, lighter colors. Pastel, yeah. yeah. But have you ever had Sherbert blue? Yeah, like a blueberry Sherbert. What? I've, uh, Simon, <laughs> I've... Save us out. <laughs> what do you mean? I was just going to say that I've uh, got a lot of uh, friends back in England, uh, uh-huh. Jagger's fans, who uh, have been asking me to buy the gold jerseys while I'm here, so... Uh, I've got a suitcase full of them that I'm taking back. Oh, wow. Nice. Are there any ladies, small to medium, that I might pick out and then be like, oh, sorry, I got lost in transit. (laughs) Hey, you were waiting for this. All right, so you've been to how many local places? I know I saw your whole itinerary, and you had a lot of places that I was like, yes, way to already have those on there, because that's what I would have recommended. Well, I visited uh, downtown and the landing. Right. The Museum of Contemporary Art. Okay, um, nice. Last night I was out at the beach. That was really good fun. Where at the beach? I uh, um, went to uh, Z- Zeta. Zeta? Zeta. Yeah, okay. we broadcast yes. from Zeta, so yeah. shout out to them. Uh, stayed overnight in uh, Casa Marina Hotel. No, lovely, nice. lovely view out by the Did you by go up beach. to the penthouse? I did. It's beautiful. Oh, it's a hike, but it's fantastic. And you went to Bold City too, right? Bold City Brewery? Yes, yeah. That's a good Look spot. at that. He has done things that I haven't even done, and I've lived here for seven months. So there's that. That's why your nickname is lame. Borges. Oh, I'm oh. kidding. It's it's hate week, it's right? Hate Didn't week. we start off yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Fine. Um, so what do you have left on the docket? Well, it's my birthday on Saturday. Oh, uh, cool. Happy early birthday. I'm going to be uh, 35, and uh, I'm going to... Uh, so you can date Olivia Munn. She's 35. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm going to a small little game in Gainesville that uh, somebody's... Florida, Florida State. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Here's a big question. Who are you This is where for? we draw the line in the sand, Alex, from the UK. Who are you rooting for and what colors will you be sporting? Well, I'll be wearing a, a, a blue colored jersey. <gasps> Leave. Depends on who gave him the tickets, I feel like. Whoever gave you the ticket, yeah. that, that's oh, okay. it. You're right. And also... But you have gold that you purchased, so you can wear some gold, right? No. So blue and gold? <laughs> no. That does not work. It totally don't be, works. Don't be halfway. Alex, you need to root for the winning team. That's what we do here that's in America. That's planning to do. <laughs> All Americans like Florida State. <laughs> Notice how Alex isn't saying anything. I should not leave Nolan and Amanda to argue it out. <laughs> When, uh, when before he came to the United States, he emailed me, not you, Amanda, oh. and asked if he could join our show in studio, and also told me that he was going to that game. So naturally, who is he going to be cheering for? Uh, but okay. the team that he has an affinity towards. You guys should have made a bet for this game. We should have. No. What if we end up watching together? That's a whole other oh, topic. Oh, we're not. I refuse. <laughs>
It's not what you said on Saturday night. Oh. <laughs> even me. It means what you think it means. Um, all right, Alex, predict the Jaguars-Chargers game for us this Sunday, and will you get to go? I will be at the Jaguars-Chargers game. Uh, it'll be awesome because it's military appreciation, which is one of the best things that the Jaguars do. It, it'll be the third game that I've attended this uh, season. Right, because you got to London, go to Jags Bills. And the Bills won. Uh, sorry, and, and the, the and the Jags Jaguars the won. <laughs> and I was at Thursday Night Football, and the Jags won. So no, I'm predicting a, our good luck charm. So I'm predicting another Jaguars win on Sunday. I love the way sure. you say Jaguars. 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 I'm gonna start saying that from now on. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> Don't. Uh oh. So we can practice. You said you have a lot of fans that are Jags back home. So how do you guys watch the games? Is it online? How do you kind of consume the Jaguars? So um, you have a, a product here called uh, NFL Game Pass, which I, I think has just come out yes. this season. Uh, we we've had that um, overseas for the past. Uh, Seven to eight years now. Oh, perfect! And uh, we, we we watch all the games on that sort of streaming online. It's unfortunately it's always two minutes behind the live action, so oh, we, no. we always get the Twitter <laughs> updates before we see what happens. How did you become a fan of the Jaguars? Um, so I played what I would call American football at uh, college, uh, and I became a fan of the sport, and I really really enjoyed it. Uh, but I didn't have a team, um, and then the Jaguars said they were going to start uh, coming to London. And they sent a lot of personnel over. They sent their um, their drumline over, their, oh, their, yeah, cheer, right. their cheerleaders over, um, their public relations guy came over. They made a huge effort. And they, these guys kept coming over like month after month, and, and it's a long flight, so I, I can tell you. And um, <laughs> they made a huge effort to to reach out. And I just thought, yeah, these are really, really nice people. I got to know them a bit just through talking to them and meeting them in London and I thought yeah these are the people who I want to, to, to be with that's so cool that's awesome that's really that's cool awesome. yeah it's totally our goal as a show to be able to go over to one of the games before the uh, series ends what is it now 20 2020 20 right yeah, yeah. So we have some time but uh, sooner Steve? rather than later sooner rather yeah, than later <laughs> we're only getting older <laughs> And also sponsors, um, contact us. But no, seriously, we would love to be able to go and experience it because I have heard that it's such a hodgepodge of NFL fans with all 32 jerseys, and it's not something you could ever experience anywhere else, even including the Super Bowl. So I think it would be a great experience. And so you're um, basically saying that you're going to host us for the entire time we're there, right? Right. Sure. I... Show us around, <laughs> tell us all the good spots to go Buy all our drinks, buy all of our food. <laughs> Now you're pushing it. Really? I'll tell you what. uh, You guys come over, and I'll let you know where all the hotspots are. Nice. uh, This year I uh, hosted, we we can't have a tailgate party like you guys can. It's against our law to grill outdoors in a public car park. Oh, I I hosted a pregame event, just an English breakfast, and a whole bunch of Jagos fans. So you you come over, and I'll invite you to my event. And I love football. So, do you have mimosas or Bloody Marys or what? Do you, what you got? Uh, <laughs> he doesn't know. Straight vodka. <laughs> we, we can get you anything you want. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, I'll just have a water. Thanks. 
<laughs> Liar. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yes, Especially thank, thank you. you for coming and, and listening. Yeah. Specifically, and wanting, yeah, yeah. specifically wanting to watch our show. Listen, You listened to our show. The only time you missed was last week ever since the show oh my gosh. was on air. It was last week since you were in air. So thank you for being one of our biggest fans. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, nice you. to be able to listen to you at a more sociable hour. Uh, <laughs> in London, we're about five hours ahead, so usually your show's on at midnight for me. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're dedicated. That's you're awesome. The, the real reason is you're more dedicated than anyone that we know. Absolutely. So thank you. Um, all right. So now we are going to get to a little bit about a debate between traditional media mm-hmm. and new age media. And Blythe is going to lead the charge on this one because... As offensive as it is to a lot of people, it especially offends her when someone says that bloggers are people reporting or even just writing from their mother's basement. So, Blythe, take it away. Okay, so I think a lot was kind of made on on Twitter last night whenever there was apparently a conference and it invited several ESPN personalities to the show in order to talk about uh, the state of media, where they think it's headed. Um, So they had a couple ESPN personalities and Tony Kornheiser, uh, Michael Wilbon, and a few other people. Um, And they were asked about the, I guess, the coverage now of sports and how it's moved from a traditional journalistic relationship with a player, you know, locker room access, getting the quotes, and then turning it into a story, and that's where the fans get the majority of their team news from. Now it's turned into, well, a reporter can just video a locker room interview, and then everybody else can watch it and take any quotes, anything that they want, take it out of context, or or maybe research it further, and then post it online, and it's up for interpretation. Um, What I kind of took offense to is the, the whole... You know, a blogger is just somebody that sits in their mother's basement. It's, it's sort of tired and old to me. It's sort of like a, you know, like a 10, 15-year-old phrase that's been used. Um, but what I don't like is that the work of several journalists, and, and I would call them journalists because they take the same routes as, as a traditional media person that went to school for journalism. They, they take the same routes. They, they work just as hard, and I don't think that you should discredit any of their work just because they didn't go to an esteemed journalism school. So that's where I really took a lot of offense to it, but I found it a little ironic that where I read the story was a blog and they didn't get the full scope of the information so they're complaining about Wilbon, Michael Wilbon calling them and saying that they're blogging from their mother's basements but I just did a simple Google search and found that it wasn't really what he said full heartedly yes he did say those words but he also threw in well as long as you work hard and you talk to people face to face you don't rely on Twitter you don't rely just on email you have to get that personal approach to it and that's something that bloggers I think are at a severe disadvantage because they do write the majority of their time from their house Um, that, that was just my little spiel on it I didn't there was one quote in particular that I think came from the Washington Post columnist Sally Jenkins that I thought was really, really uh, insightful. And she said, I think it's important, though, to point out that some of these Internet outlets that we're calling fly-by-night journalists have kind of kept mainstream sports media a little bit honest. I mean, let's face it, the Deflategate story in the NFL was a bit of a collusion between mainstream beat writers and the NFL, and I think that that's where the responsible websites – and I and – I, Responsible websites, not, and Barstool Sports, I think, was thrown in this mix, and I don't find them responsible whatsoever. <laughs> um, I think they're one of those sites that are very clickbaity. Um, but there are other websites out there that I think that do a really great job. Awful Announcing is one of them. 
Um, it, it, obviously, I take a very serious approach with Guys Girl with anything that we do. Um, and then a few other websites. Deadspin is another one that comes to mind, even though a few of their stories I would say are a little shady, but the majority of their reporting is very, very well done. Um, and I was sort of just curious on your guys' standpoints coming from traditional media and how you feel about sort of, I guess, the new mainstream. I have an opinion on it, and I don't have a problem at all with blogs. In fact, the thing I like most about people who blog is when they put their own opinion on a subject out there. I think that's the point of blogging. I have an issue with people that take a more serious approach to blogging and use it as an outlet to report facts and information, or they use it to form opinions on things they might not know. So, for example, when I'm at the Jaguar Stadium for the majority of my week, and then I go and read a blog about something that's not true, and they're forming an opinion, but they don't go down to the stadium, and they're not in the locker room talking to players. They're not talking to coach to find out what's really going on. They're just saying, oh, well, this sucks. I don't know why they're not fixing it, or whatever. And everyone's entitled to their opinion, so that's fine. You can write that. My only issue is when someone calls themselves a media outlet, but they don't do the dirty work to figure out what's really going on. That's my only issue. But I love when people take the time to blog about issues and things that they are passionate about and they put their opinions out there because mainstream media is not for opinions. Yes, there's the part of the interruption um, and there's some other shows out there, but when you're watching SportsCenter, you're getting facts and news. And that's- You hope you are. Well, yes, but what I mean is like they're not there to provide their opinions and explain why they feel the way they do, so I like that blogs provide that outlet. And I like that anyone can do it. I think that's amazing. Can they do it the same as everyone else? No. That's any profession, I think. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, if somebody, if someone wants to create a blog, then they can. Um, it just takes a lot of work to gain credibility. In the literary world, it's called a cliffhanger, and that's what we have here. I will give my opinion when we come <laughs> back. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes on 1010XL and 82.5 FM. We are going to get some Jaguars football. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes. And just so you know, in case you have not yet been this Sunday, Jag fans, all you have to do is walk to the Dreamfinders Home inside Gate 4, and you can register to win an iPad Mini. It's so easy, and there's a winner for each and every game. That's right. All you have to do is go in, say hi to our good friend Jen, who hosted us on Thursday night, and register for the iPad Mini. You really don't even have to draw up helmets and heels. Built by Dreamfinders Homes. But maybe yours will get uh, thrown to the top, if so. And if you haven't checked out the home yet, you totally should, because it is gorgeous. Stunning. It's such a great place. Yeah, it has a Jags theme, but every feature, every detail in that home is just one of a kind, and it's amazing. And the fact that they are going to break it up and give it to a military veteran is even more phenomenal I'm than it already so is. I'm so excited for that announcement. Right? I kind of want to be there. I want to cut the tape. Can we, I like, think we'll be a part of it. All four of us, like, cut, the, you yes. know, cut it with a giant pair of scissors? Yes. Whoever gets yes. to the house should let us have sleepovers there sometimes. So um, I don't know that I'm going to go that far. I would love. What if it's a married couple? Oh, oh, oh. what I'm saying? Yeah, like it may not be a single guy. I'm sorry, I spoke too soon. (laughs) She's only in if it's a single guy. No, that's not even what I tweeted her at Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so if you want to win the Peterbrook chocolate heel, all you have to do is tweet at Helmets and Heels a picture of your turkey. I uh, snuck a peek at my parents' turkey this past weekend. I was a little bit flabbergasted at the price. 
And uh, turkeys are expensive. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I mean, it does make sense. I mean, that's a big bird. Yeah. And it has to be, you know, perfect for our family Thanksgiving. And we will get some Thanksgiving stuff. First, I'm going to give my opinion on what we just discussed, which is the new age media versus traditional. Here's my thought process. People nowadays, when it comes to their teams, are insatiable. So one person who covers a team or multiple people who cover a team from different outlets cannot provide near enough the amount of information that the average person would like to consume on a daily to weekly basis for their team. Whether that's the radio station with shows all day, whether that's the newspaper with people sending in stories, people blogging their stories onto the the, um, newspaper's website, whether that is the traditional jaguars.com type of thing for the Jags here in town. There is not and there are not enough sources for people to get their information. Therefore, that's where blogs came fast and furious onto the scene. There are people that have opinions that didn't necessarily go to school, and regardless of even the school part of it, but don't have the traditional access to be able to output their information. So the Internet was this ah uh, moment where you have the demand and the supply meeting at the perfect junction. I am a huge fan of blogs and of people who write blogs, regardless of whether they've ever been in a locker room. It does not matter to me. I just love to read predictions. I love to read previews. I love different people's analysis. Do I trust necessarily a source that I've never heard of when it comes to reporting something? No. But I'm also intelligent enough to know that unless someone has a source or direct access and they quote someone or they quote, or they, I guess I should say, linked to the part that they've had an interview with the person, then I'm probably not going to trust it. But that goes not just to to a national source. That goes to a local source as well. If Amanda reports that this weekend Dan Scuda may or may not play, I'm going to believe that Amanda was there. But just because someone else wasn't there and they report that, I'm still going to believe that. That's a factual type of information that they can obtain. However, I'm not going to believe someone that says Dan Scoot is never going to play again, and it's someone who's never been around the organization. But I think that's where the average person needs to evaluate the source that they're getting the information from. When Guys Girl is putting out phenomenal content about NBA games and football games and food that people are going to bring to a tailgate, and they're crossing the board when it comes to the content that they're putting out, and it's constant, I think that people should be rejoicing in that type of thing. And that's where I personally stand on all of it is I want the full gamut and I take it all in with a certain, I guess, discretion as to what I'm necessarily believing versus what I'm just putting in my brain to remember stats wise. Well, it's definitely it's an an integrity and it's an honesty aspect to it. You have to build up, if you own a website, you have to build up your readership just as a a newspaper would have to, just as a a magazine would have to. Your readers have to trust and find value in the content that you're providing for them. And even if it's a blog, if it's a team website, I think the the Washington Redskins, they're rumored to have bought out all of their media. So now they're all team owned and only if you're on the Washington Redskins payroll do you have access to the team, which is suspicious to me. I think you're only leaking out certain information and certain PR friendly information. So I wouldn't necessarily trust any information that comes out from the Redskins unless it was from an outside source. So I think you have to really trust wherever the the content is coming from and if they're properly sourcing their stories, like you said, Lauren. Because I've worked for, I've worked on both sides of of the coin where I I worked for, I I would call them a a little shady 
uh, for a website that was nothing but a clickbait website. And they would scroll Twitter and find different quotes and different stories. And that's what you would take and you would spin. And it was a, it was almost like a rat race. And you had this, as soon as you get it up, we would post a lot of times. It would be one video. And you post it as soon as possible with the, the SEO keywords so you can make sure that you're the first to it. It wasn't about being right. It wasn't about offering quality. It was about being first. And that did not sit well with me. And that's probably why their relationship did not last longer than just a few months. Absolutely. But that kind of stuff. And there are a lot of websites out there. And I hope that readers can be smart enough to know what those websites are and what they aren't. Yeah, it's, I would say not to put it on the same level, but the same type of... Um, way that you would read a message board where it's some of the people who are commenting are completely and totally bombastic and some of the people who are commenting are people who obviously have followed the team throughout the year and they've paid attention to different press conferences and things like that. Like It's two different worlds. And I think that's what you know, you have to you you have to assume when you're the person putting out the content, whether it's traditional or new age, that the reader or the listener, the viewer, is going to be able to absorb that information in the best way possible for them. And that's to all your name to it. Right. And that's all that you can do. So without further ado, it is Ravelry Weekend here in Florida, as it well is. as across the United States. And every time it comes to this year, I mean, this weekend in college football, I think to myself, how great would it be if the NFL, just as a sidebar, if the NFL had a rivalry weekend across oh, its league? Oh, that'd be league. fantastic. It would, like, come on, learn from college and put them all in one weekend. But regardless, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about certain big games, our predictions, and whether or not you can watch with someone from the rival team. Hmm. So we're going to go through a few games. If you guys have a certain opinion, I'm ready to hear it. I, by the way, made lots of notes. Wow. As y'all know, I'm not go that yeah, far with As it. y'all know, I'm a college football junkie. So I like to dive into things that aren't necessarily on the surface. Um, but that's why I do a college football show on Thursday nights, which will not be on this Thursday night. It is Thanksgiving. But I've had several people ask me if the show would still go on. No. No. Nope. No, it will not. I'm sorry. The Rush will return, though, next week. Uh, so join us at Perucci's Live or listen in online. Okay. We're going to start, and I'm just going to let you ladies know for a couple of these, just some information about them. I'm not going to have you pick them. Texas Tech at Texas. The trophy for that one, Chancellor Spurs. Texas Tech. Would you fight extra hard to win the Chancellor Spurs trophy? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love Texas, though. Yeah. Like the state of Texas. Exactly. So yeah. I, would, I love Spurs. You gotta fight for it. One that I would say is probably not on a lot of people's radar. Um, when you think of rivalries, you think Army Navy, which is not this weekend. It's traditionally the weekend after. But this weekend is going to be Navy at Houston. Navy's nine and one. Houston's ten and one. Oh wow! Navy has the opportunity if they win this game, they will play host to the winner of the AAC champion from the East, which will either be Temple or USF. That game, I would assume, because it's at noon, might actually get more viewership than an Ohio State-Michigan game, oh. just based off of. Eh, okay, let me say of the random college football fan. Someone who's like, oh, I don't really know what to watch. No, you don't think so? No, I definitely think. Well, I'm going to invite Harbaugh everyone. Meyer, that's going to be huge. Watch Navy at Houston some, too. <laughs> don't just get locked into Ohio State, Michigan. Because Navy might act, or Houston might actually be playing for a potential chance in that playoff. And Ohio State, Michigan? Eh, nope. 
All right, so let's pick them. Ohio State, Michigan, who's going to win? I got Harbaugh. I'm going Michigan. All right, I like it, the underdog. Um, I want Michigan to win. <laughs> but? But Ohio State is seeking revenge coming off of their loss to Sparty, so I'm going to pick Ohio State. Yeah, it, Michigan traditionally has not played well um, in this game as of late, but Harbaugh does throw in an added advantage. Difference coming, Right. However, I've said all year Ohio State is talented. They just haven't really shown off their their full talent because they're kind of riding, kind of like FSU did, they're riding that national championship. That, that's what I was going to say. I've I heard a lot of State stories that I think that they kind of are a little, like they're not as hungry. As right. previous years. Right, which I or guess. I mean, if our show had just won, like, Emmy, an Emmy or something, I don't know. I don't know what a radio show Taking won. the night off. Our guys. award is, like, <laughs> we're going to get out. I'm just kidding. We would work extra hard. Okay, uh, Baylor at TCU. There may be two backup quarterbacks in this game and one little nugget for you ladies. First time these two teams played was 1899. Oh, wow. I'm just dropping knowledge on you. All right, Baylor at TCU. Wow. Who you got? Baylor. Ooh. Baylor. Baylor, Baylor just lost a big one, didn't they? They did. Who did they lose to? Oklahoma. Okay. Um, TCU's been hot this season, too, though. Trevon Boykin may be back. It's rumored. Not really? rumored. He, it's optimistic that he'll return. All right. But, I'll do TCU. All right. And I'm going to go Baylor as well, because I think they've had a few more uh, tough tests than TCU has all right, Louisville at Kentucky, which nobody ever cares about except Blythe. Who do you think I'm going to pick? Louisville. Yeah. Naturally. Amanda? I'll go with Louisville. But yeah, I'm of like course. You're going to HBC. Good choice. And I'm going to go Kentucky. You know why? Because it's at Commonwealth you're Stadium. You're dead to me. Yep. Uh, that's what I should be. Uh, Alabama at Auburn, the Iron Bowl. I think this is an easy pick, but just want to make sure it's on the record. Bama. Bama. I am hoping and praying and crossing <laughs> all my fingers and toes that the kick six happens once again. Sure. But it's not going to happen. Bama's yeah. going to take this one. I think so, too. Okay, so this year's Egg Bowl has a lot of twists in it. Really quickly before we move on. Of course. Sorry, I have a story about the kick six. I was working. <laughs> sorry. I'll never forget I this. love it. I love stories. You I know was that. working for IMG College at the time, which, for those who don't know, they own the rights to basically every single college football radio broadcast for every game. Um, and it's essentially like a big room with a bunch of cubicles, and in every cubicle, that's your station where you're running the game. So I was the studio host and producer for Boston College, and next to me could have been Syracuse, and then Auburn, and then Alabama, and Florida, whatever, like all in this huge room. And so when crazy things happen, everyone hears it, and you know. And I'll never forget that I, like, as soon as, like, my game was just about to end, and so I had my headset on, and I heard, like, a bunch of people going crazy. And as it was happening, they, like, turned up the volume to the call of the kick six, like, as it was happening live. And we all were just like, what is it? Oh, like, we're, all, so cool. we're all working. Like, we're all working our own game, but we, like, stopped <laughs> to, like, li- to listen to this call of the kick six. And it was just incredible. That's awesome. Incredible. It was so cool. That's uh, that's certainly something to remember. I think oh, yeah. that's the that to me is one of the really cool part about sports is it, as much as it happens in politics and current events, and a lot of times it's sad. So I think some people kind of block it out. But with sports, you always want to remember where you were and who you were yeah. with, and and that what moment, you were doing in that moment, right? That moment that 
not your life changed necessarily, I guess, unless you're an Alabama or an Auburn fan right. for that game. But just where you could be like, oh, I remember where I was. Yep. I was you know. And the coolest part about that was ESPN kept using the IMG audio call. So, like, every time they would play it, it was that call. And I was like, I listened to that. I was in the room. <laughs> I love it. All um, right, moving on. All right, so Ole Miss at Mississippi State. If Bama somehow loses to Auburn, Ole Miss goes to the SEC Championship game in Atlanta as the SEC West champion. What do you think? Dak Prescott as a Mississippi State quarterback has been record-breaking this season. Who wins, the Rebels or the Bulldogs? I like the Rebels only because if I had to do college over again, I would go to Ole Miss. Okay. Really good point. The, yep. the Grove is just lights out. One of the best places to, to ever tailgate. That's what I've heard. Um, They're chandeliers, dude. I am a Dak Prescott fan. I think he's going to pull through. Okay. So we've got Rebs. We've got Bulldogs. I'm going to say the Rebels just for the fact that I would love Bama to lose, and I would love my team to face Ole Miss again in the SEC Championship, considering... Uh, you just don't want to face Bama because you know you're going to lose. Uh, that's. Uh, I'm not saying I know we're going to lose. I'm saying I think we're going to lose. Um, a couple more really quickly. Uh, Notre Dame at Stanford, who y'all got, because that's a really important one Ooh. when it comes to the playoffs. Hmm. I think Notre Dame would win that one. Okay. I'm gonna it would be Stanford. close. Really? Just because I think that the, the what did I hear the other day, that the, the Pac-10 is so, it's like top to bottom is so, oh, I'm sorry, the Pac-12 is so like top to bottom is the best conference in the United States. Notre Dame has had one of the worst months in college football, yet they've survived. But I'm going to go the Cardinal just because I love saying the Cardinal because <laughs> it's one of the coolest mascots. You know what's uh, funny? You just chose the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. It chose Louisville the Cardinals. Kentucky. Right. Cardinal. Because it's the Cardinal. Because it's a tree. Oh, which I don't lie. Oh, yeah, that's true. It is a tree. <laughs> so, and for true. For those who don't know... <laughs> We got a break. That's what, for those who don't well, know. We do take a break, but really quickly, uh, Toby Gerhardt played for Stanford, yeah. and uh, someone hung a Notre Dame hat in his locker today. Someone? someone. We don't know who? No. Whom? No. Who's in it wasn't me. Notre Dame. That's what I'm looking at. Somebody. No. Is anybody on the team in Notre Dame? Alone? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either. I think it, someone did it, obviously, as a joke, but I don't know who did it. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're the one who reported the story. Yeah. That's why I'm Waiting looking for like, I think it's fun. I thought you were looking at me like I'm supposed to know who did it. No. Guilty conscience? <laughs> I, I, wish, like, I'm like, I didn't ever I thought wish it I, could, I wish I had uh, that thought. I think it's a fun story. Um, all right, so we have one game left to pick. We will do that coming up next. What game is it? It is Florida, Florida State. It is when Amanda and I will swear off speaking to each other for an entire weekend. Except we first have to report what happened to us last weekend. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfighters Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Girls just want to talk football. More Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. Now on 1010XL 92.5 FM. We belong in a studio full of turkey and chocolate. Thank you to Stan for, as always, providing us with essential nutrients to get rid, or get rid, to get through this two-hour show. <sighs> Sometimes. Uh, so I just picked a winner for our Peterbrook chocolate heel, and it ended up going to the very first person. It was a random 
uh, selection, but the very first person who actually tweeted me ended up winning at Chef Jags. He and his wife actually work on Thanksgiving, so today they were already Aww. cooking their beautiful oh, nice. bird. So I said, what a beautiful early bird. How rude not to send very... any our way. <laughs> How... How rude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's not. Uh, her address is 9090 Hogan Road. Uh, so thank you to them for submitting that picture, and we hope that they have a fantastic early Thanksgiving because it doesn't matter when you have it. It always matters that you give thanks. And hopefully I will be giving thanks this Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, mm-hmm. when the orange and blue take on the hideous garnet and gold. I don't even like to talk about it. So earlier this season, I thought... Really? Florida I was, love it. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, we'll we'll rechat, you know, next week. But so the last words we'll speak to each other, Amanda, are tonight. Um, okay. What do you think is going to happen and why? Um... I always get nervous about this game because, as you know, anything can happen in rivalry games. A lot of people are picking Florida State to win, which makes me nervous. I hate that. Um, Because anything can happen and because both teams have struggled, I know that Florida struggled a little bit more but still managed to win. Quarterback situation in Gainesville with Treon gives me confidence that the Knolls can get things done. My concern with Florida State is their young offensive line. They'll make so many mistakes, so many false starts. They've never played in the swamp before. Makes me a bit nervous. I think it will be close, and I don't want to say this, but I have this weird feeling that Florida's going to win. Really? Okay. Yeah. That surprises me I don't want it to be bit. true. Right. No, I hear you. I, I understand where you're coming from because it is tough to play on the road at night in a really loud city. And Blythe, you're a Florida State fan. What you think? What you got? Um, Who's winning? I, I think Florida State's going to win, but I, I mean, fan-wise, like I, I don't know. Ever since Louisville joined the ACC, it's like, well, my fanhood has waned a little <laughs> bit on FSU. I still like I them. Know. I still pick them to win. Like they're my team in the state of Florida, so I definitely think they're going to win. I hope they win because Gator fans are awful to deal with. Thank you. They are. Um, <laughs> Huh. Lauren, I uh, I already said at the top of the show when we did cross oh, up right, with Frank. Right. I think Florida State's going to win. I I still haven't come up with a score. I usually do that on Thursdays because I'm used to my brain working as we have the rush on Thursdays. So I always leave it to that day. So I'll tell you on Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll tweet it out. Um, but I do. I think Florida State's going to win. I just think y'all have weapons that we don't have. You know, if you want to compare Dalvin Cook and Calvin Taylor. There's not really a comparison. Right. Um, your offensive line is young, but they still are productive. Our offensive line is so banged up. We've got issues across the board at different places. Um, you guys have two quarterbacks you can go to. We have one. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, no matter how many tricks McElwain has up his sleeve, no matter how loud our crowd is, I just don't see how we're going to put up enough points to be able to beat you guys. But, you know, it like you said, it's a, it's going to be a heated contest. I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being the way that Florida has won recently, uh, 10 to 9 last year when the Gators beat Tennessee. What was it? What was the score against Vanderbilt? Like 14 to, I don't even remember. I was too nervous that game. Um, 9 7, thank you. I was going to say, we didn't get 14 points. I have to pause. Yeah, 9 to 7 against Vanderbilt. Like, I, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it, were, if it was one of those games. Florida State beat Florida in the swamp a couple years ago, gaining less than. 100 yards of offense. Is this a bigger game for you, Lauren, over Florida-Georgia? 
It, they're so drastically different. Florida Georgia, to me, is one of the biggest celebrations of living in Jacksonville, of having family that comes in from out of town, of or friends, really, that are like family, that come in from out of town, of seeing everyone, of it being just the most festive atmosphere. And then once it gets to the game, then I'm serious and... You know, I don't I don't want to sit on the Georgia side. And, you know, I love I just love everything about it, though, until it gets to the game. And then I still love that. But I'm I'm a I'm a diehard. So I'm going to scream and be upset if we lose. Florida, Florida State is so different because it's not a neutral site game. Um, and also, I, I do have a lot of family that went to Florida State that are kind of in my ear all year long. Um, <laughs> so it's bragging rights for a whole year. So it's it's a lot of bragging rights. It's also. Not a festive atmosphere, I would say, in Tense. either Gainesville or Tallahassee. I've been to both several times. It's not it's not a fun, like, where someone at the end of bantering is like, oh, good luck. It's like, I hope we bash your team's face in, and then they walk away. So to me, it doesn't have, like, a southern atmosphere to it. It's almost <laughs> like what I would predict Florida State Miami to be like, it, whereas, like, you literally hate the other team. I mean, that's how I feel. Like, I, I would be fine if Florida State won... 49 to nothing. I mean, sorry. Florida beat Florida State 49 to nothing. And whereas Florida Georgia, I would almost rather be competitive, as strange as it sounds, just for the atmosphere right. effect of all and of it. And you so. said hate week doesn't exist. I, yeah, it doesn't exist as far. Like, I don't walk around, and if I know you and you're a Florida State fan, I don't say, like, I hate you or I hope you I don't you do that either. But th- I think there are people who... And it may not be in person, but I think on Twitter yeah. who say things like oh, that. Yeah. Um, all right, so before we run out of time, a quick funny story. Uh, Wait, of, we need to correct ourselves oh, really quickly. Oh, yes, we do. We the said Jags. that no one, we completely forgot because that's what we do all the time. Because <laughs> um, we're in the midst of talking. Yes, because we were thinking about other things. Both Sergio Brown and Ben Koyak went to Notre Dame, so it could have been either of them. Definitely yeah. Sergio. Sergio. Sergio is so much of a... Um, vociferous player and boisterous player that I never think that he went to Notre Dame. Right. And Ben Koyak, even though we've had him on the show, I just have a we tendency forgot. to forget yes. that he went there. But so uh, before we get to the injury update, really quick, funny story. Um, Amanda and I went to a bar over the weekend and a guy came up to us. It's not it, a restaurant bar. Yeah. Okay. A restaurant bar. You're right. Um, we did have dinner yes. and drinks. It was a date. Um, it was. So it just brought up the funny story of when a drunk guy walks up to wherever you are, or a drunk girl, I guess, if you're a guy, how do you deal with it? Because I think we almost took opposite stances on how to deal with it. So Blythe, drunk guy walks up to you at a bar slash restaurant. Um, what are you going to do? Is he cute? <laughs> <laughs> Have I had a few drinks? You've had a few drinks, but he's not that cute. He's not that cute, then no. Okay. Boy, then no, but what, what, what but do how do you do? Deal? Like, how do you get him you away just from walk you? Walk away. What if you're sitting at your dinner table? <laughs> how do you walk away? Tell him to leave. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not that easy. I don't like being mean, all right? I um, have this thing where if someone walks up to me, I feel like they. Ha- I don't know. I can't push them away. I don't want to be mean. I can't say, excuse me, can you leave? I've never said those words. If it were like a bar bar, I would totally be like, oh, my friend's over there. Gotta go. See ya. Whatever. But we were literally sitting at the dinner table. 
we could that's, not. Yeah, like, I feel you. Like that, that's a little. Like, you want to be as nice as possible, but right. still at the same time, like and dudes then, are trying to eat. And then when drunk guy continues to pour his heart out to you about really specific family issues, you can't just be like, <laughs> okay, bye. You have to then. That's when he looked at his buddies and be like, can can you, you help know what? me? SOS. His buddies wanted to get rid of him just as much as we did. <laughs> All right, so my favorite part of the story, I'm of the um, inclination to say, hey, we're not interested in speaking to you anymore. This has been fun. But I kept looking up at Amanda's sweet face, who was, like, super nice. And so I was like, all right, until she has enough, I'll be patient. Um, and then even our waitress came up, and she goes, you guys didn't know him? And we were like, no. no. And even the person behind Amanda leans in right after he walks away and goes, I kept trying to come up with something in order to get him away from you. And we were like, come on. But so the, the best part. Us. Yeah, the best part about the whole thing, right before we get to the injury update. Best part about the whole thing is he goes, so I'm on vacation. And we're like, okay, great. Congratulations. And he says, but it's been like work. And we're like, okay. I don't know what that means. That It's supposed to be vacation. And he says, I had to gel my hair. <laughs> that's work. That's the line. That's going to get her. And I totally when, forgot about that, That's when I wanted to be like, sir, if you I can call you, sir. You're going to have to hightail it before I punch you, and then you will get a concussion. And that will lead us to our fair and fair injury update. 